Welcome to On the Bench. This is Brendan Sinone. Another day, another podcast, another fun interview set up for you guys. Today we're going to have a current FSU football player on, someone who I, I think a lot of you guys have probably been waiting to hear from since he arrived on campus. That is Devontae Love-Taylor, the FIU grad transfer offensive lineman. Is he a tackle? Is he a guard? Right now, he, as you're going to hear in the interview, he's learning everything for Florida State. And I think what stood out to me about the interview is that Devontae is polished, which you would expect from a, a grad transfer, a guy who's who's been around. But he'll let a little insight into the recruiting process of coming to Florida State, how quickly that all really, really kind of transpired. And also give some glowing recommendations or sorry, glowing reviews about Mike Norvell and and the things that FSU was starting to set up this spring on offense. So a guy who's very confident and what this team can do, and and also very humble, though, and appreciative of the opportunity to play at Florida State. I, again, I, I think you'll enjoy this podcast. Before I uh, before I start the, the interview, though, we're going to have a national commercial break, and as I've done the last few days, I do want to give a shout-out to a local business. I think it's obviously very important right now to, to try to support local businesses. If you are going out, uh, please do so safely and, and monitor social distancing, and if you are going to be you know, buying food or whatnot, try to support local if you can, because the local businesses are are in need of uh, of our attention right now and and deserve it. So I, I know I've shout out the uh, the Red Shed, uh, Tasty Pastry the last couple of days, Games for Less, which not food but video games important in a time like this too when you're quarantined. I, I think a lot of us have turned to video games to kind of keep us occupied. But I want to. Uh, to put a little bit of a spotlight on Madison Social today. Obviously, if you're listening to On the Bench, you're probably listening to other FSU podcasts, and Madso is a uh, is a sponsor for those shows. So this isn't a sponsorship. This is just I reached out to some local businesses that I like and support. Matt got back to me from, from Madison Social and, and gave me some information to pass along to you guys. Basically, they're open from 11 a.m. to 8 p.m., uh, seven days a week right now, and, and they do pick up, they do delivery, they prefer pickup. Uh, and again, if you, if you are out, please, please be uh, be safe uh, with the social distancing and and be conscientious of that. But you can go ahead and check out their social media at, at on Twitter, say at Madison Social. You can check out their website and and other uh, other avenues to see kind of what they have and place orders and and what precautions they are taking with the uh, with the COVID nineteen to uh, to go ahead and and be safe with that. But if you are out, please look at supporting Madison Social. If you're in the the FSU uh, college uh, college town area, check them out. So, uh, without any more delay, I'm going to go to commercial break here. On the other side, we are going to have Devonte Love Taylor coming up on the bench. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. 
All right. And as promised, joining me is Devontae Love-Taylor, the grad transfer from FIU who made his way to Florida State. Devontae, welcome to On the Bench. How's it going? Good. How are you doing? I'm good, thanks. I appreciate you joining me today. I, uh, I, you've had an interesting journey to get to this point, to get to Florida State. I want to kind of introduce you to the FSU fan base. Uh, let's start off like in high school, man. How did you, how did you become a 265-pound defensive end who turned into like a 300-pound offensive lineman? What was that transition like for you through the last few years? Well, um, going into my junior year, I was only about 240. And a lot of schools liked how I moved and like my aggression, but they said I was too light to play um, to play guard. And I was playing guard and middle linebacker. And then um, they said they'd like me at DN. So I switched to DN, put on some weight, uh, went to a few camps and started getting a few offers here and there. And then I decided to go to uh, FIU where I registered my first year. And the whole coaching staff got fired. And when the new staff came in, they asked me if I'd be willing to switch. And I told them I just wanted to get on the field. And um, I made the switch and it paid off. So at that point when they ask you to make the switch, like how much are you weighing those days? And I guess what goes into the physical transformation to, you know, put on the weight to become, become an offensive lineman. Well, when I first got to FIU, they told me they wanted to move me inside. So I got to about 285. And then um, once I switched to O-line, I put on another 10 pounds and got to about 295. And then once I actually started playing, they said they wanted me at 300. So I just stayed in that 300 range, range for um, a couple of years. So, so beyond the, the physical work to, to add like 10 more pounds, like you said, uh, what goes into learning a new position? I mean, on the completely other side of the ball, uh, like as far as technically, like how, how did you acclimate yourself to be able to move to offensive line and, and play it pretty well at a pretty quick level? Well, I mostly played offensive line in high school. But um, I only okay. played really one true year at D-line in high school. But when I, um, I got to college, it was just watching the other guys, learning from the older guys who had done it before, um, taking the coaching and a lot of reps. What do you think you do well as an offensive lineman? Like, what would you say your, your strengths are? Um, I think I move pretty well laterally, and I'm aggressive. And for people who haven't seen you play before for FSU fans, like if, if they had to go back and look at one game – of you from your time at FAU, like that, that you would say signifies your strengths that this highlights you're the best of your game. What, what game would that be that they should tune to and try to watch? I'm either the Charlotte game or the Miami game. I, I got a chance to watch the Miami game after, after you committed to FSU and you know, Miami's pass rush is obviously really great. It gave FSU a hard time last year. What, what was that game like for you? It's against Miami. It's a, you know, the in their city or same city rivalry. Uh, you're going against some really talented pass rushers. Like, uh, what what went into like preparing for that game, and uh, what do you think you did particularly well when when the pads came on, and the lights turned on for that for that contest? Um, I think that game was just all about showing that we can compete with anybody, and that not even just our school, but any non-power five school can compete with any big time school on any Saturday. That's the best part about college football. You never know when somebody's going to upset, going to get an upset. And uh, going into that, we game planned well. We stayed out of third and long, so it really turned the pass rush down a little bit. And we just game planned and seen what they were doing the weeks before, seen their pass rush packages and knew how to pick it up. Do you pride yourself on the ability to like to game plan and to understand attention to detail and to be ready for for those kind of sub packages and stuff? Like, how would you describe your your 
process of preparing for a game mentally each week? Yes, sir. Well, we take, um, I took a lot of pride in making sure the quarterback like didn't get touched. Like that was a big deal. We wanted to make sure he had all the time in the world, even if we had to block for six or seven seconds. Um, because it started with us up front. We were always, uh, that was always preached to us that it starts with you up front and he can't get his job done. if We didn't get our job done. That's, that's certainly true. So, uh, so when the season ends, uh, what goes into waiting for a decision, Devante, of, of entering the transfer portal to decide that you want to explore other options? Like how, how long did you think about that decision for? And then I guess what kind of finally prompted you to, to go ahead and, and put your name in the portal to explore those options? I was thinking about it a couple months before. Um, and then I decided I was just going to stay, but I want to say on the 20, 22nd, uh, my strength coach was fired. And then on the 23rd, I got a call that said my offensive line coach was leaving. And when you're playing college football, you spend all your time with your strength coach and your position coach over uh, 80% of my time. That's who I spent with. And so I thought about it uh, on Christmas Eve, made my decision up on Christmas. Then I gave it the full day on Christmas before I um, announced it. And then in the morning after Christmas, I uh, entered my name in the portal. So when you end up putting the name in the portal, how how long does it take for Florida State to contact you? And and just how long did it take for schools in general to, to start reaching out to you? I imagine it was, even though it was around the holidays, I imagine it was a, a frenzy of, of text or calls or or however they reached out to you, right? Yeah, I got my first text about 10 minutes after, but Florida State <laughs> contacted me uh, that night. Okay, so, so how many schools did you end up hearing from, would you say, in that first 24 hours? Probably about 20. That's got to feel good, though, right? Like to have 20 schools at least reaching out to you to see that you have options. I imagine that felt pretty good. Yeah, especially because I wasn't highly recruited out of high school. Mm-hmm. And, and so FSU, was that the, you know, for someone who played in the state of Florida in high school, like to get FSU reaching out to you, what what was that moment like when you heard from FSU? And, and I guess, yeah, maybe walk us through that when you first heard from FSU, how you heard from them, what that was like, what's going through your mind in that moment. Um, well, my high school coach told me he was going to try to reach out to them first, and he did. And then I got a uh, text from uh, Coach Norville, and I, he asked if I could give him a call. So I gave him a call, and I, I told them pretty much if they were to offer me that I would come to Florida State. Awesome. Awesome. So how, how quickly did – I'm trying to remember how quickly did that all happen. So they reached out to you that night. Uh, how soon after did you end up committing to Florida State? So they reached out to me that night. They didn't um, say they officially offered me until like a day or two later. Mm-hmm. And then I told them, um, once they offered, I said, all right, I'm ready to be a Seminole. What was it about, was it coach Norvell? Was it just the FSU name in general? Like what, what made it to where you were that willing to pick FSU that quickly, like without going to campus, like as soon as the offer came that you were willing to, to go ahead and, and commit. I'm just growing up in Florida, you know, a lot of, um, everybody wants to play for Florida state, seeing them win as much as they did early on and seeing what Coach Norville did at uh, Memphis. Can, can you kind of go into, like, the research process for, for Coach Norvell? Like, what goes into, like, seeing what he did at Memphis? Like, how much time do you spend uh, looking up stats or looking up film during that process? Again, I know it's a whirlwind for you. Like, are you doing research on him, like, pretty furiously at, at that point, pretty quickly? Well, I remember watching him. I watched him play um, UCF in a conference championship game, I think it was two years ago. Mm-hmm. And they were just so explosive. I think they scored like 
48 points. And I know, I think he averaged 42 points a game. And that's just like exciting to play in, especially as an offensive lineman. Yeah, I'm a UCF grad and, and Coach Norvell's Memphis offense has stressed me out for like three years. Anytime I try to watch the games, like they're explosive. Uh, they're explosive. What, what do you think the offense can do here at Florida State? What do you think Coach Nordell, Norvell does well as as a play caller? And how do you think that'll possibly translate to to this level of football? I think he's a genius and he he brings such a high level of intensity, like even in walkthrough. Um, he's pretty he's every position he he's quizzing us in the middle of walkthrough he wants everybody to know exactly what to do and why we're doing it and the talent we have at Florida State it's gonna if you thought it was good at Memphis it's gonna look way better at Florida State you've been around several head coaches uh, in your career uh, at the college level have you ever seen a coach with quite the energy and the attention to detail as as coach Norvell not even close he comes in in the morning five o'clock in the morning screaming at the top of his lungs <laughs> that's that's got to be as a player I, I have to imagine that's infectious like that it's impossible to not respond to that positively yeah he's he's a ball of energy we love it um so so going back to when you when you committed to fsu what was that immediate time like after when that goes public uh, i imagine I mean, you talk you mentioned talking to your old high school coach like how much were you hearing from friends from family uh when, when they found out that that you were going to play for fsu I had to um, put my phone on Do Not Disturb because Twitter was blowing <laughs> up. And, and a lot of people thought I was going to go to USF, so it really shocked it shocked them um, when I went to Florida State because my older line coach went to USF. Oh, okay. Okay, so, so, so a lot so of local, my teammates were like, yeah. Local people were surprised because I was from kind of where you're from, too, so they thought that USF was the likely scenario, so it ends up being FSU, and everyone's excited. Yeah. Um, so – Looking at FSU, looking at like when you're doing your homework on them, uh, the opportunity, and I know you have to work for it, but the opportunity for playing time, for the chance to come in and, and compete for for meaningful reps. You know, you have one year to to show what you can do at, at the Power 5 level. So I imagine you did like a lot of homework to say, okay, am I going to have the opportunity to play? Uh, what went into kind of looking at the depth chart, evaluating a spot where you have a chance to make a meaningful, I guess, a meaningful impact? How, how did you weigh that and, and why was – how, how did Florida State kind of fit into into that when you were doing your homework? One of the biggest things was knowing that I was going to have an equal opportunity to learn the playbook, that nobody um, there already was going to know anything more than I did because it was a whole new coaching staff, and I was going to get to go in and learn the playbook at the same time as everyone else. And that, that was pretty much what went into it because if it would have been a returning staff, everybody would have known the whole offense and had to play mm -hmm. catch-up. That makes sense. So, so what now that you're at FSU, like what goals do you set out for yourself when you come to a program that you know you you respected and and really admired and when you were younger? So, what kind of like what goals do you have individually? What do you have as a team uh, for this for this upcoming season? Um, well, we all pretty much share the same goal, and it's just to get one percent better every day and to to raise the standard. But like on the first day, our standard was it would be no MAs. The second day. It would be better technique, third day, no penalties. You just raise the standard each and every day. I know for you as an offensive lineman, like it's so tough for the offensive line to the first couple of days of, of practice when there's no pads, like it's such a disadvantage for you guys. You don't have anything to grab onto. And then you get the pads on day three and then spring practice. And how disappointing was that for you and your, your only spring at Florida state likely like to, to have it cut short that, 
that developmental time, that time to get chemistry to bond for it to get cut short like that? What was what was your reaction when you found out that spring was was canceled? It was heartbreaking, especially because we were making so much progress and we were finally getting the understanding of the offense. And it was it was going to be really exciting uh, learning and getting to gain chemistry with the guys I was playing next to. How can you go about? I know there's no like replication for actually being there and doing doing reps, but how can you and the offensive line go about learning the offense now here and and the long off season that you guys have? Like, are you talking to guys regularly? Are you able to do like FaceTimes or look at video together? Is there any way you guys can can somehow work together away from from football? Uh, yeah, so we have voluntary uh, Zoom meetings every um, a couple times a week. And so we meet, we watch film based off what we already did, uh, learn the new concepts, because when we come back, we want to be better than what we were when we left. And and for you, if uh, yeah, I know your versatility at FIU was on display, you played both tackle spots, if I recall correctly, uh, at FSU, are you a tackle? Are you a guard? How, how do you view yourself uh, moving forward? I've been playing both tackle spots, but I'm trying to learn every position uh, on the O-line. That way I can just go wherever I'm needed. What what goes into that, man? I know your experience. I know you've played multiple things before, you know, positions in the past, but to like learn a new offense and then learn multiple positions, possibly all five on the offensive line, like how much how much studying and how much homework are you having to do for that? Um, A, a good amount. It's just all about want to, and I want to do it. So I'm going to make time and make sure that um I can do it. All right, Devante, th- those are all the questions I have for you, man. I really appreciate you taking some time out. Uh, hopefully I didn't interrupt a Zoom meeting or anything like that for you. I, I appreciate your time, man. Yes, sir. Thank you. You have a good one.